This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who is still trying to figure out why Salal's copy of Ferris Bueller can only seem to play the parade scene during featuring Twist and Shout, Ryan Nelson. Justin, 409 cleaner. It's so good that cops use it That's to right. cover up crimes. <laughs> they even they cover up their own crimes with 409. I mean, who can, what, yes. what better advertisement could you possibly make for a cleaner than the cops are cleaning up their own crimes after after uh committing them with 409 cleaner so uh 409 cops use it too (laughs) cops use it too we've got their own we got a new slogan for them uh if you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast a few years ago thank you for continuing to listen and making this part of your day if you're new to the show we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the sixth episode of True Detective Night Country, whether or not you are a new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a 3 5 10 or $20 level and when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. Doesn't matter which level you're signing up for, 3, 5, 10, or 20, they all get you the show ad-free on the Patreon app. However, if you want something besides just getting the show ad-free, uh, you need to go for the 5, the 10, or the $20 level. But if that's all you're looking for, if you're like, I would like to listen to the show, I just don't want to listen to the ads, that's fine too. Just go over there and support us at a $3 level, and that will get you $3 a month. Not a bad deal for cutting out the commercials. So. Uh, if you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by running us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. If you would leave us a five-star rating, we would really appreciate it. And if you have time, we'd really appreciate it if you wrote us a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, if you'd like to interact with the show, you can do so by sending us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any thoughts or questions you have, any recommendations. We'd really like to hear some of those because we're kind of getting into a little bit of a dead period here on the Main Attraction Podcast. We've got some ideas. We've got some thoughts that we can, of things we can cover, but uh, we're getting kind of close to having stuff to not talk about. So we could use some recommendations. So uh, like I said, but if you want to send us an email to uh, mainattractionpod at gmail.com, we'd love to hear those and send them our way. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, some quick reminders before we get started. Obviously, 
First reminder is uh, YouTube. We are recording our episodes now. We are putting them on YouTube. So if you prefer to watch us on YouTube, you are more than welcome to do so. We have those available for you on our YouTube channel. Also, we are having we are starting up a TikTok channel. We've got a few things on there. Uh, we think it's kind of already helped us out a little bit. Looks like we've gotten a little bit of positive feedback on on the TikTok stuff. So I'm also putting those things on Instagram and on uh, Facebook Reels because Facebook is really pushing the Reels now. So I'm trying to get all those pushed out on all those appropriate media platforms so uh, you can look for us there also shout this out on our madam web podcast but i'm not sure how many people will be listening to us there for for that so shout out to our our new listeners in norway and trinidad and tobago we were we were trending highly (laughs) yeah like i said i'm not sure how many of the trinidad and tobago and norway people will be listening to us on on madam web coverage but maybe a little bit more here so like i said we 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 rated pretty highly on on both of those in both those countries so we like i said we wanted to shout out you guys for having us chart really yes. well on on your podcast. Look, Trinidad and Tobago, we bet out every other Ringer podcast uh, last week except yeah. for which one did we not beat out? Prestige was that the one that we didn't beat out? Yeah, right. So, yeah. so like I said, all the other ones we, we beat them out. I'm, uh, I'm I'm framing us beating the rewatchables. I'm <laughs> it. That's right. So we like I said, we were we were right ahead. Look, you don't even have to do much to frame us the, the over uh, House of R. We were like they were we were like 19 and they were 20. So like I said, they, they were right there. So, uh, but we love those guys anyway but still they'll never hear us say this anyway so i'm not going to worry about it but uh, anyway trinidad and norway both look beautiful that's right you do hello for, friends for very different reasons too so like i said if we, want, yes. if we want to go skiing we can go to norway if we want to sit out on the beach we can go to trinidad tobacco so all right uh this is the sixth and final episode of true detective night country uh it's been a quite the ride getting us here to the season finale what was your general thoughts on the finale well, I figured out the slogan for 409. It should be 409 cleaner, good enough for dirty cops. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a really good one. You're so. welcome, 409. <laughs> You're welcome. So yeah. Justin, uh, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there to our listeners, especially our friends at Trinidad, Tobago, and Norway. I'm not the smartest man because sometimes I watch something and the creator will be like, well, I was – you know, showing the the issues with late stage capitalism, and I'm like, where did you come <laughs> up with that? I don't see this at all. But I will say, I'm going to give Issa Lopez some some credit on here because the actual killers had been in the background the whole the time, time yeah. and we ignored. Them. Yeah, you're right. You're I you're went correct. on and on last week about who it could have been. I never once mentioned them. If you look at it. They, these women, everywhere we went, the laundromat, the cremation, the mines, the the bait where the babies were being born, were the slaw. They've been in the background yeah. the whole time, and we ignored them, just like society, just like the United States have ignored these women. And I was like, when I saw that, I was like, you made a point, and I even I got it. And she was right. I couldn't believe that reveal. It was so great that I was, I almost stood up and was like, bravo, because you pulled one on me, because <laughs> again, we've ignored these women. They were in the background the whole time. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing with me. One of the, look, this was a good, it was a good finale. It was very enjoyable. Yeah. It was highly entertaining. But some of the things I talked about, started talking about last week, when we were going through this thing, talking about episode five, some of the issues that I said, I was concerned about some of the things that I was having issues with, Everything I'm going to talk about that I have an issue with in this in this podcast, everything 
could have been fixed with eight episodes, and I think it would have been fixed yeah, with I ten agree. episodes. Because, like I said, it's an incredibly yeah. entertaining episode of television. I was on my seat, yeah. edge of my seat throughout the course of this thing. There was lots of times when our heroines ha- are in grave peril, uh, and you're very concerned about them. So, like I said, there was a lot yeah. of times when uh, you know the entertainment value of this thing was was completely there. I mean, there, it was a very entertaining mm-hmm. show. I was, like I said, I was entertained throughout the course of the entire thing. The issue with it is when we start revealing some of this stuff, these these big things that we get with who killed Annie, who killed uh, the yeah. Slaw Ben. The only thing I, I, the only thing I really just didn't like was when they finally reveal this, and you take away something from it that I wasn't really even thinking about. So it makes me kind of think about the the women doing this uh, about you know we were they were there the whole time and we didn't even think about it. But the one thing I just didn't. When they reveal these killers, the one thing, like with the, let's talk about the women real quick. Uh-huh. The native women and I, the other woman that they, Barbara. yeah, she was. Well, and Barbara was in yeah. most of Yeah, she was in it, but she's not, I don't think she's a native woman, though, I don't think. Uh, no, never, she was the only one that wasn't. Yeah, the rest so, were native So, like, when they finally reveal who it is that does this, like, uh, the only issue I had with them was that felt would have felt so much better if this had been just a, a straight up. Who done it? Like Glass Onion or Knives Out or something like that. That would have felt so much better and so much more in place in a show like that. Uh, but with this being as much a who done it as it is like a psychological thriller, I, I didn't really connect to that very well. If you understand what I'm saying, I'm not sure if you do or yeah, not. But uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, so like I said, that's the only thing I just didn't really connect with. It. And then the Salal killers. Them being the ones to kill Annie, it makes sense. I mean, narratively, yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense. But this was the biggest issue I had with this thing. We haven't spent zero time with these guys at all. The only time right, that we right. have spent any time with these with these people right. is when they have been thawing out in on the ice in the ice rink in town. That's the only time that yeah. we has really spent with yeah. these guys. Uh, we got a little bit of Lund when he was like, you know, decapitated. He was like. Mm-hmm legless and armless and like like right. sitting up in the bed doing weird creepy things that's the only time we really spend with any of them outside of the ice rink so when yeah. they when they are showing us them killing annie when lund is kind of the one taking at the forefront of it i didn't really i'm like there should be a there should be something that makes you think but like you should feel betrayed by this because you've liked these guys the entire time or you should feel like this is disappointment or something, or you should feel like, like, oh, I knew it was them all along because they were such horrible, horrible people. Like, yes, it makes sense. Yeah. That, and I, with not having spent a single, we have no flashbacks to these guys. We have nothing. The only thing that they've really done to try to like make us feel anything about these guys is in episode five uh-huh. they reveal to us that they were cooking the books for 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 the mines, and that, like I said, that's the only thing that we have. So, like when we see them just savagely. You know, just stabbing Annie over and over again. I was like, "Yeah, I, I don't know if I buy this or not." And I was really struggling with that. I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, okay. I like that the native women are, are were the, the killers of the slaw because, like I mentioned, we ignore them like society. Has. Right. I get what she was going for. Um, that one I'm a hundred percent agree with. I am with you on the slaw people because. It makes sense that they were the ones who did it. But like you said, how about we have a scene where Clark brings Annie by and right. they're okay with her? Yeah. You know, like this is the, the the biggest problem that everyone I've talked to that have watched this. And, you know, they haven't seen the finale. But right. they were like, 
the fact that it's this is every person I talked to said this should have been eight or ten episodes. Yeah, that's right. And this is a perfect example why, because like you said, it, we could have seen a scene where they welcome Annie in, or we could have seen where they didn't. Right. And that makes her killing look even more like memorable or right. more, uh, you know, uh, understanding. And we didn't, and I, or impactful, I think is what I was trying to go for. But I'm with you. That's the problem with shorting this because their reveal, it makes sense. I thought the biggest reveal was where the cave came up to Salah. Because yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that felt like loss. Because I was it like, did. oh mm-hmm. my God. They've, that, he's been there the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, yeah. That that was something, and they answered the question about it was Clark who had been running around. Right. So we got that, but there was still some weird stuff. Like I'm still not sure the tongue was the tongue real. Well, the tongue was real because obviously they saw it. I mean, they picked it up and it was brought into evidence. I mean, there was who brought the tongue? Uh, I mean, because it was it was Danvers that found the tongue. Even she went. She even saw like the moisture when in the episode yeah, where right. where it was. That was that's what I was saying. So who put the tongue there? And that's the thing. That's another, and this is one of the things that I, this is one of the things I struggled with with this episode because I was afraid of this coming into this, and it kind of happened. I expected them to have some threads that don't get tied up. I expected that to be the case. Yeah. There's a lot of threads that there's a lot that don't get tied up. I think the tongue was the biggest one. Yeah, because the t- they keep they keep asking like they ask Clark about the tongue and like why did you put the tongue there? And he's like, I don't know anything about the tongue. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Then they asked the native women. The, yeah, they asked her, they said, you know, why did you do the tongue? Or why did you why did you cut out her tongue? And they're like, that's not part of our story. We don't know we don't yeah. know anything about the tongue. So it just ends. And then that's it just right. ends and we don't have any we don't have any explanation for what in the world was going on with the tongue so like right. this was a big thing and this is like one of the big clues that they had and it just doesn't get tied up the other the other issue and the reason why i also still one of the reasons i struggle with the native women being the killers of salal and this is one of the things that i'm wondering if it happened because this the originally the story when HBO approached Issa Lopez about doing this, they said, do you have anything that we can use for night for, for a season of true detective? And she says, well, I've been working on this thing called night country. So she wasn't intending it for it to be true detective. I can't help, but wonder after watching, especially watching this finale, if her night country story was going to be like a complete psychological thriller with a little bit of detective stuff mixed in, and then yeah. when True Detective comes in, like the compromise is, you can do some you can do some supernatural psychological thriller stuff, but by the time we get to the end of this thing, it's got to have a realistic, grounded explanation. And I don't know that it like I really felt like the Salah stuff would have like Annie's murder would have always been a grounded explanation. I don't know that the Salah men, Salah men being killed always would have had that same explanation had it just been, had it been separate from True Detective. I feel like that's where things changed a little bit because yeah. one of the things I struggled with when they made, when they revealed that they were the ones that killed, that killed the Salah men, the Salah scientists, one thing I struggled with, even in like episode two, and she puts this line in Rose's mouth about, don't confuse the spirit world with mental health issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you don't put their deaths in the realm of the spirit world or in the supernatural or anything like that, because she said, as Lopez has said, that she doesn't want people 
you know, she doesn't want people to think that this is just about like she doesn't want people to get confused. Like this, could this be just a mental health issue? Could this be a spirit world issue? She doesn't want people to be confused by that. She doesn't want people people think that you know. She doesn't want people to think that you know that's not a real thing or anything like that. And if you ground their deaths, it just makes it feel like okay, well, are these people really just going through mental health issues? Is like if you want to say that everything that Callie's going, Callie Reese's uh, Navarro is going through. You know, you want to say if this is really, if this is real spirit world stuff, this is really happening and she's really experiencing this stuff. But with that ending, it makes me say, okay, well, no, she's just got mental health issues. I mean, that's the, that's yeah. my issue with this is because we get that line from Rose's character. And now I'm just like, I, I don't know what to make of what's a, what's a spirit world issue. What's a, it just makes me think everybody who's going through all this stuff, the stuff with her sister, Julia, it makes me think, okay, well, she really did just have mental health issues. She wasn't experiencing yeah, yeah spirit world stuff and that was my biggest issue with doing the native women like i said I, the way you look at it, i think that's a see i'm con- i'm still confused on what you're not i'm not seeing the, the i see what you're saying about julia and cali i'm not seeing what their part is with with native america because the 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 it, guys just the slaw people just froze to death they it, just didn't make their way back to their clothes yeah, I, like well, i guess what i'm saying is if you don't make their death related to something supernatural then because i basically you're to me that says because i was expecting them to have something there had to be something supernatural for her message of don't don't confuse spirit world for for psychological issues if you're telling me that then i think you've got to have some type of like annie is coming back from the dead to to haunt these guys and scare them into the cold or something like that that is what would make well, sense. Well, that's what, but that's what Clark thought happened. I know. And that's another thing. Like, how and does Clark still thought that? Yeah, that's what he thought happened, but it's not what ended up being the case. So it makes me think that everybody's everybody who has apparently been experiencing things from the beyond, who had been spe- experiencing all this supernatural stuff, it makes me now think that they're just they, they just have mental health issues that need to be worked well, out. Well, that's you. Obviously, you don't watch a lot of horror because that. Honestly, is what happens a lot of time. It's a, no, I don't watch a lot of time when people see horror stuff, they're either on drugs. Mental health is a lot of issues. So that, like, this is a very common thing in horror. Yeah, like I said, I just, I, I don't know. I thought that I thought if they were with the message she was giving, that there would be a supernatural or uh, some type of supernatural explanation for for these guys dying, and, and there's not. It's very much of a grounded. Re- like I said, it makes yeah. sense. It a hundred percent makes. Well, they sense were scared they were. to death, though. They were. I mean, they were legitimate workers. They had women with guns. Yeah, and like stripped them naked and told them to run in there. To run in the, the, I mean, to run in the, the, oh, I mean, like the wilderness. Well, like I would, I would be scared to death too. Well, like I, one of the things is, I told you, like I said last week, if you know, if they didn't do a supernatural explanation for their deaths, I was going to be probably disappointed, and that's the end up being the case because yeah. I don't know how the supernatural works in this thing now without them, without a. Without a supernatural explanation for their death, it just makes me confused by what we have seen with all the. It just, I wish they would not have been so overt with the supernatural stuff throughout the course of the season, since they weren't going down that road for them. Because even in this episode, like about thirty minutes in, I was like, "We're getting a straight up horror film at this point." Because oh yeah, there I, were stuff in the background. Yeah, it was there were a lot of jump scares. They did a really good job with the jump scares on this one. Yeah, so like I, I thought I, it was really screaming like we're going down a supernatural path mm-hmm. and I was kind of getting excited about that. I was like we're going down that path. They're getting they're actually going to do this. They're going to kind of break tradition a little bit with True Detective here and give us a a 
potential, you know, some type of ghost or something actually ended up killing these men in the long run. And then, like I said, when they break away from that, it was like, oh, okay. And like I said, it's a... Well, even like uh, Navarro and Danvers, they're both being haunted by their past, by their mental health. Yeah, and like I said... So that's understandable about the, you know... The supernatural, and then also we we have Native people, and if you've ever watched anything involving Native Americans, the spirit world oh, is yeah. a big part. So yeah. of them talking to spirits, like reservation dogs or anything that's on now, you know, you see that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, 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 don't I don't know. Maybe I'm more used to horror and to the the supernatural and spirit world. Like to me, it made sense. I understand, like. Uh, it would have been cooler if it would, they would have been ghosts or something. It would have been. That's one of the things, I like I said. But there I, are also people that would have hated that because you hear complaints about the horror. Yeah, like I said, I, like, I, I agree with that. The other two detectives didn't have horror. Yeah, like I said, that's why, I, that's why I wish they would have done it because it would have been different. It yeah. would have been yeah. It would have been different. Like I said, I think it, uh, I like the message, like I said, that you're mentioning with. and. Sp- with, Speaking of the haters, oh, go ahead. I'll, I'll say. Well, I mean, just the the message of like we didn't, you know, we ignored these people throughout the entire course, yeah. of the entire thing. I think that's I think that's a really good message. I think that actually is pretty pretty spot on there. But and and I was so lost in just the fact that I was like, I really wanted. I really thought I thought it should have gone down the spirit, the spirit world, and I thought it should have gone yeah. down that way. So yeah. I, that's one part reason why I was kind of disappointed yeah. throughout the course of the thing. But uh, I, I'm I a can little, tell you. Go ahead. I, let me just interrupt real quick because well, I've mentioned the haters. They are going to be so angry that Clark said time is a flat circle like oh, Matthew yeah. McConaughey <laughs> in the first season. I was, I like, I was getting like, like life from knowing they were going to be so angry right. about it. It made me laugh. And I was like, I was like Hulk. I was like, ah, <laughs> they're going to be so angry. Yeah. I'll tell you what, let's take a real quick break. And then let's talk about a couple of things with the haters and with some of the other plot elements of this. All right. So let's just talk about some of the other plot elements of this. So, I was getting a little confused by some of this at the end of life. Cause I, there's a lot of, like I said, I was really worried about some of the stuff they leave out because they leave out a lot of stuff, unfortunately. Connolly, Ted Connolly. Yeah. They don't even address him in this. I, uh, I thought that was, I thought that was disappointing. What were your thoughts about that? Same thing, man. Christopher Eccleston had such a small part, which makes me wonder: Did they film eight episodes and right. they cut this down, or did he sign on for episodes and it cut it down? Right. I, I was disappointed that we didn't have him at all, or didn't have any. Uh, he didn't. Him and Jodie Foster didn't have one more showdown where right. she is telling him off. She knows he's dirty. I, I, I was disappointed in that. Also, John Hawks not being here was yeah. really felt. Yeah, it would have been nice to have had him around for this final episode. So, yeah. uh, like I said, uh, I, the Chris Ever- the Chris Eccleston not doing uh, Connolly, yeah. that part of it, I was like, we need to know. Yeah. I would have loved to have known what was the fallout for him because obviously yeah, they agree. released the video of, of what's his name? Clark. Clark confessing to everything that the Salal scientists were doing and all the pollution that they were doing and how they were, or how they were convincing the mind to to ramp up the, the pollution so it would help them in their in their yeah. in their investigations so. i like that scene with clark because he sounded like every nutcase yes. scientist in yeah. a horror movie <laughs> that has released you know something onto the earth that right. killed everyone we were so close <laughs> we were so close yeah like i said i'm, I'm we glad we're gonna change the world yeah the mad scientist part of this like i said 
they went down that road. So, like I said, I think they were yeah. trying to sell that a little bit more that these were actually just mad scientists who were like, we're so yeah. close to our big yeah, discovery yeah. and we must find it. Um, right. But anyway, so like I said, uh, I really needed to get some type of resolution between that. We don't really, we know the mines are obviously getting shut down, but we don't know anything specific yeah. about what happens to Kate uh, in this, what her what her yeah. actual you know punishment is or what you know what the blowback on her is we don't know if she ends up getting arrested or anything along those lines i thought that was a mistake your thoughts on that yeah i agree i wanted to see some comeuppance for them especially yeah, her she was quite a villain yeah I was, so that was another big issue uh the other issue is I, I i struggle with that they don't include in this they don't include a any type of like resolution about or tell us anything about exactly what happened to Danvers family her her child and her they hinted some things uh with yeah with navarro going back out onto the ice and going towards that wreckage mm -hmm. but and we you know we see them playing again so like i said but we don't ever get anything that explain what actually happened to him. we don't we still don't know exactly why she hates twist and shout we know it was playing at one point earlier yeah. in the season when she was playing with her child but we don't know anything beyond that. So, like, why is she so angered by this, by Twist and Shout? Something should have happened, and we, we get no explanation for right. it. Yeah, that one I'm not as upset about. I'm, I'm fine with Danvers, you know, keeping that to herself. Yeah. I, I still would have loved to have the same. Yeah. I love where she did say when 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 Navarro wanted to tell her right. what, what he had said, and she was like, I will kill you. Right. I'm unmerciful. I have no mercy. Like the way she right. said that and the anger, I was like, good Lord, Jody Foster, you yeah. are incredible. So like, I still would have liked to say it, but I'm okay with it because that's her scene. That's her story. Yeah. I guess the only reason I probably would have been more okay with it if it had not been for the fact that she sees her son, like, banging against the ice as she's walking out onto know, the ice. I so I was like, yeah. why is she seeing this all of a sudden? And uh, yeah. so that, that confused let's me. Let's mention this real quick, the ice. I was talking about this with some friends, my friends, Andrew and Kaylin Deck, that have been watching. This has done nothing for Alaska tourism. No, like, right. there's ice all over the place, yeah, and you is. could just fall in. You just don't know where, what, what's water right, yeah. in the middle of winter. I would never want to go to Alaska in the winter. No, tell me about it. So, uh, yeah, you're correct. It was, it's scary as hell. It's scary, yeah. Obviously, you know, you don't want to just go walking in the frozen water. And when Peter was driving... When all the lights were going out, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was that was creepy. Now, let's talk about Peter real quick, because we haven't talked about him. Yeah. He was fantastic. He was. I thought his was, when we talked about impact, I thought his part of this was most impactful. Mm -hmm. But the only issue I yeah. had with it, with it going on at the same time as everything else is going on at Slaw between Danvers and Navarro, it felt really like a side quest. Uh, yeah, like, it did. It, felt it like, was rushed, too. Yeah, it felt like this needed to be... I feel like it needed to be addressed somewhere else. I don't know how or where they could have done it somewhere else, but doing it, it's, like I said, here at the finale, when everything is going on at Slav, and you have all this weird, creepy stuff going on while they're mm -hmm. interrogating Raymond Clark and they're uncovering all this information. Like I said, that was really impactful. I thought it was great between what was happening between him and Fiona Shaw. You know, Fiona Shaw is kind of like guiding yeah. him through this, which I thought was really good and really, really but, well done. And I will say, now granted, I was so wrong about predicting Rose, but I will say when Rose told him to turn around, I was like, I knew it! <laughs> I knew it! But I really like the scenes because I like when she's explaining, which we still don't know what Rose's yeah. background is, but Rose is murdered. It is obvious. Yeah, it feels. Or she's either helped 
cover up murders. One of the two. Yeah. yeah. Cause she's like, uh, yeah, it's going to be hard to get over this. I'm like, damn Rose, what have you done? Well, and also well, I mean, I'll, she knows like, she knows she needs to deflate the, the lungs of, yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. her father, of the, of the dad. So that, that yeah. the body will sink. Like, so she, she obviously knows some things going into this to say the least. But so. I, re- I really like the scene also speaking of Peter with Peter and Kayla. I thought that was a nice ending where he's like, I have to step up. This right. is me. I need you to support me, and then she does. I, I really like that scene. Yeah, I, I thought that was good too. It's like I said, I thought the Peter stuff was really good. It just really felt out of place. That was my biggest. Yeah, thing. that was the well, only I issue. I wish they had cut off, you know, show the start, and then the first thirty minutes just be Peter. Yeah, that w- that could have been good. That may have been better. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, obviously I knew they were going to go back and forth because right. you don't want to spend too much time on one thing else. People start to yeah. to tune out, so it was difficult. Uh, yeah, one of the things I didn't we didn't talk about I meant to talk about the opening song for this for this show mm-hmm. the very last thing they show every week was always something they always yeah. changed it out and it was always something specific to the episode I never really understood where the hubcap came from in this one I'm assuming it was involving the wreck because remember Danvers sees the hubcap yeah, when she's sleeping and she wakes up and she's scared yeah. so I'm assuming the that's a hubcap from the wreck the yeah. wreck that killed her Son, that would make husband. that would make sense because I was, and that's it's also science fiction. I mean, it's also horror because she's being haunted by that memory, right? So, like I said, I was really confused. Like, I don't really know where this yeah. plays into it, but because uh, I kept waiting for somebody with a hubcap or something to come standing yeah. or something yeah. like that, so I was really confused by that. But uh, uh, the moment where. Navarro is like trying to turn on the generator. We see somebody standing in the background. I'm assuming yeah. that was Clark. I thought at first it was Annie. Uh, I thought it was Annie or her or Julia. Yeah, but I think, like. but the next thing we see is like she starts to feel something and she turns and she sees Clark. Uh, yeah. Something tells me the actual version of that scene is going to look different than what we actually saw. Cause well, I, I could see that because I, there was a note on it. Cause when we got the screeners, there was a note that saying that said there was unfinished VFX on this yeah. episode. And I kept looking for like, okay, where's the unfinished VFX? So it makes me wonder. Cause when they show Clark, it like something like, it looks like he goes through some kind of a change yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. still the exact same. And, and our, so I really wanted to know if like, he looked like more like a ghost, like all the other ghosts that she had seen previous. Well, and, there was a couple of times in, the cave i thought that they had not finished as well okay i I didn't notice those i was was just really curious about clark because like he's there and like all of a sudden he starts shaking and starts doing something and then like he looks like he's going through some kind of change but when you see him he's the exact same speaking of clark i thought one scene i really liked the way Issa lopez directed it when they were chasing clark and you couldn't tell who it was, but a body would run in front of the camera every oh, once in a while. Like that. you were like, "Oh, that's Navarro. Oh, that's Dan." Uh, okay, like yeah, it was yeah, kind of yeah. cool how yeah. they were doing that. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. I, mean, I know what you're talking about now. So, uh, yeah, like I said, there was like I said, the the number of things that they leave un, undone in this. The I'll, tongue is the biggest one. Yeah, the tongue I, I is the biggest understand. one. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't address that because. That was like their biggest. That was the thing that tied this thing to Annie. That's the reason why Navarro yeah. ends up getting involved in this is because of that tongue right. and the reason why she seeks out Navarro, who she had this horrible relationship after the Wheeler thing. Uh, yeah. This is you know that's why she seeks her out is because of that tongue. So we never get any type of resolution right. on it, which was like this point. I went back and watched it a second time because I wanted to make sure yeah. that. I just didn't miss that, and sure enough, after Navarro says something to to the native women, 
in that in that kitchen we go straight to basically doing the thing that they do in the first season of true detective where they're interviewing her and they're interviewing yeah. danvers in the police station with the camera and all that type of stuff so right it went straight to that and they, they never addressed the tongue so like i said that was a yeah. very disappointing uh moment in in the show so. yeah uh Real quick, your thoughts on whatever actually happens to Navarro because apparently she's wandering out around in the the wilderness. What were your thoughts on how that actually? Think she, is she dead or is that that was the other one thing? Well, I wasn't sure. I'm okay with them leaving that kind of like ambiguous because yeah. you see Navarro like come up on her patio there at the end as well, which I'm fine with because that's also a trope of the True Detective seasons. <laughs> I don't remember season two. But at the end of season one and season three, the main detectives are together. Mm -hmm. so, so that's what they're going for there. Right. And like I said, I don't know. Like, I can, I'm I okay. Like with, yeah, I'm okay yeah. with them leaving this kind of ambiguous. Uh, is maybe she's yeah, dead. I'm maybe fine. she's not. I'm okay with that because that does kind of play into her character a little bit. Uh, so mm -hmm. yeah. I, I'm okay with that part of it. Uh, I, I don't know what happened to her. Maybe she died. Maybe she didn't die. I don't know. Yeah. That's, there's, you know, that's very much up to interpretation. Like I said, I'm, I'm okay with that part of it. Also, uh, all right. We talked about you talked about the haters. There, this show it's been critically, it's been it's been critically acclaimed. I mean, people who have watched yeah. this on the critic side have absolutely adored it. Huge ratings. Too. Yeah, and the fans though have had much more mixed. I mean, it's still getting good for the most part. It's yeah. Still getting good uh, fan reviews, but it's not quite as strong as what the critics are thinking about it. What do you think will be the general fan reaction to this one? Because I, I think it's going to be mixed. Yeah, I think it's going to be very mixed too. I was, like I said, I don't know how much they're going. To, I, I really think the Salal men being part of of Annie's death. I don't think that's going to be received well at all by a lot of people. Yeah, I. I I do think the women being the killer is good. I think people are going to be fine with that. Is that? I think there's going to be uh, some people who are like me though. They're, they were expecting this. Yeah. There are going to be some people yeah. who are expecting something supernatural to be involved with this, and those people will be disappointed. And they're not going to be happy about it. But I think there's going to be some people who will be like, okay, they got back to keeping this thing to a yeah. little bit more true detective by the, with that explanation. Right. And there's going to be some people who are like it. So. I'll tell you. There are going to be so many angry people about the time as a flat circle line, and I'm going to eat every line up when they're going to play. Yeah, it, I, like I said, I wasn't aware that was a line in, in the first one. But. Well, that's the thing. You see the GIF all the time of him with the beer crushing it. He's saying time is a flat circle. Oh, is he? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that famous Matthew McConaughey GIF. Okay. Uh, like I said, I, I'm not real familiar with that one, but it should be interesting to see the reaction because it's eight o'clock right now as we're as we're yeah. recording and yeah. so people are turning it on as we are recording this so like i said i thought this was a really good show i do i do believe I that anything that i had an issue with would have been solved with at least yeah. eight episodes but easily yeah. would have been solved with 10 episodes because they could have we could have we could have had 10 on this yeah i mean they could have explored what these law scientist guys were like because like i said the only thing that they really gave us to say that these guys were jerks or they were mm -hmm. awful people was the fact they were cooking the numbers for the mines and there was some stuff i think right. in episode two when they were like starting to notify the families they were saying like none of them like none of the families you know want anything to do with them so they didn't really care but that it was so thrown away if i hadn't yeah. thought about it later on it's like oh okay well i remember them talking I about forgot that about, yeah I, I forgot about that as well but that they do talk about that a little bit in uh, earlier on in the episodes like i said yeah. i think it was episode two if i remember correctly when when they put that in there so yeah. it's just not enough to sell us on these guys are just yeah. 
cold-blooded that these guys are capable of just cold-blooded murder to save yeah. their research i mean so i i just really really struggle right. with that part of it there's gonna be this is a huge hit there's gonna be another true detective season hbo give them at least eight episodes please give the next creator if it's not isa lopez eight episodes please yeah I'll, i do wonder if the if they had done more episodes and they just cut it down to six episodes i, I wonder too but i you know that we should have gotten a yeah uh one thing i will admit uh leah's character finally was not obnoxious anymore <laughs> i talked uh, really yeah, bad yeah, about she her good. she was good in this she episode I, she finally got back to the point where i actually didn't mind seeing her on screen she didn't have a whole yeah. lot of screen time in this episode but what she does she, some good, she did she did a good i really like the scene with her and peter especially when he's hiding the tooth in the wall that was yeah. cool yeah that was that was cool i i, I like yeah. that scene uh, quite a bit yeah. uh, uh, i'll tell you something i did not like navarro bad mouth and fun what the hell? <laughs> yeah, Who doesn't like Funyuns? Funyuns are fantastic. I, I love me some Funyuns. Yeah, so I, I, I'm with you on that. I didn't understand what, her, what her uh-huh. hatred of Funyuns was, to say the least. So, uh, What do you think is going to end up happening between Navarro and Pete? Is she going to continue to just run him into the ground? Is she... Yeah. I think Pete's going to stand up a little bit. There's some... Uh... There's some skeletons they both know about. Yeah. I think their relationships going to change. Yeah, I can see that too. That they have, and they have to protect each other as well. Yeah, you're right, and they do have to protect each other. And you know, I just do wonder, you know, how much more, you know, how much more can happen in this little town of Ennis that requires her to call him into service, you know, 24 hours yeah. a day all the time. So, right, uh, I'll be really interested to see how, especially with the mine closing as well. You know, that's a lot of the issues they had in the past were caused by them. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. So, the mine is closing. That's a big source of employment for a lot of people. What yeah. happens to this little town of Ennis? I mean, what do you it's think? It's going to get even crappier than it is. Yeah, I know. So. Like I said, I don't know. Like obviously, people will be living more, and you won't have so many still still births that take place throughout the course of the town. So, uh, you know, quality of life is maybe in some kind of industry, but maybe I don't know. Let's hope so for poor Ennis. Yeah, I know because it was an interesting town, to say the least. But uh, Uh, that's one way of saying it. Yeah, like I said, like I said, I like the show, but I do think it was it was harmed by the length of the the length of the show. So for sure. All right. Uh, anything else we need to discuss, or shall we go on to our awards for the season? Um, I think I think we're good. Let's go on the awards. All right, let's do it then. Here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we wrap up a season of a television show, we like to give out six season awards that are based on the six characters of Friends. Up first, we have the Rachel. Who is your Rachel for True Detective Night Country? I mean, I got to go with Jodie Foster and Callie Reese, man. Yeah. Callie Reese went toe-to-toe with Jodie Foster and did an incredible job. Yeah, Bravo yeah. to her. Yeah, I'm with you on that. They, they both deserve it. They both... And, and Jodie, get back out there acting more. We need you. Yeah, we do. She, I would love to see her get more involved in in actually being yeah. in front of the camera than yeah. simply being behind the camera because right. she's been doing a lot of stuff behind the camera, but she hasn't been doing a whole lot in front of it. So I would love to see her more. But yeah. yes, I'm with you. Jodie Foster and Callie Reese, they were definitely the stars of this of this season of television. The Joey, a character who you just kind of liked, you just loved. Who's your Joey? I'm going with Finn Bennett as Peter Pryor. I thought he was just fantastic. I almost went with him. I put him somewhere else. I went with Fiona Shaw as Rose here. I thought she uh, was just a really interesting, fun character. Yeah, she, uh, she could have put her in a couple of places, but uh, put her. I went ahead and put her here as, as the Joey. Mm-hmm. So. 
The Chandler, the person who made you laugh the most. This one didn't have a whole lot of laughs, so who'd you no, go with? Jodie Foster was the, fu- the the funniest character. But, uh, you know, when he was on there, Christopher Eccleston as Ted Connolly, when him and Jodie Foster were, funny, were fighting, there was some humor there. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I, this is where I ended up putting Peter Pryor, uh, Finn Bennett, because he did yeah. have a couple lines that did yeah, make me laugh. He did. So. He did. Okay, that was probably the hardest one to, to figure out a spot it for. It was, for sure. Uh, the Phoebe. This one had lots of candidates. Uh, the it oddball did. of the bunch. Who'd you go with? I went with Rose here because I still okay. don't know how the hell she got to that town, who all she's murdered. Right. Rose, I, I want a backstory. Can we get a prequel <laughs> about Rose? Yeah, I thought about going with Rose here, but I ended up going with Aka Niviana as Julia, uh, Navarro's sister. So I ended up putting her here because she did have yeah. kind of, she was kind of an right. oddball. So. I, I'm calling it out. It's a Lopez. Listen to me, HBO True Detective. Let's get Kate Winslet as Rose in a prequel. You're <laughs> they could looks. They could easily do that. That would be no. That yeah. would be very very simple. Yeah. So, all right. Next is the Monica. The just somebody who has a critical role to the story. Who'd you go with uh, the Monica? I went with two people here. I went with Lee, Leah, and uh, Annie Kay. Okay, I didn't think about Leah. That's a that's a good point. Uh, this is where I did put uh, Nivy Peterson as Annie Kotok, uh, so that's yeah. who I went with as well. But yeah, Leah's would be a good one to put here as well. So, all right, the Ross again, another category that could have a lot of people oh, for it. A lot. Uh, the least your least favorite character of the season. Who'd you go with? I went with Hank Pryor, John yeah. Hawks, and he his presence was missed this episode. Yeah, I went with John Hawks as well. Uh, Hank was just, like I said, most of the time he was very unlikable, but there were times when they made you feel bad yeah. for him. That makes him even more unlikable when he has, right. when he kind of turns back to his unlikable ways. So yeah. uh, I'm with you on that one. So, all right. Rating time here on the Main Attraction Podcast. Top of the top of the line for us is a succession. Beneath the succession is a loss. Middle of the road for us is a friends. Beneath the friends is a uh, full house. And bottom of the barrel for us is a Baywatch. What are you rating the entire season of True Detective Night Country? I'm still going with the succession. I, I love the show. Uh, you know, there, I still had questions, but I still have questions on most shows we watch. But I enjoyed it. I thought Jodie Foster was phenomenal. Bringing her back to TV, especially in something this realm was was needed. So I'm still I'm still sticking with the succession. I went ahead and went back down to a lost. I, I like I, I did like it, but like there was just so much that was unanswered, and like I said, just I wasn't just completely sold on how it and like I said, it was really well done it was really entertaining but like i said i just didn't know that it the end everything that they did at the end was just didn't really impact me all that much so like i said uh, i ended up going down just a little bit down to a lost uh so i think that's probably where most people are probably going to fall on this thing i think most people aren't going to put it at the very top of their list but they're going to think it's pretty good overall uh so yeah. i think i think that's kind of where this thing is going to going to end up like i said all of this is fixed for me if they do eight or ten episodes yeah i don't yeah. think there's any question in my mind that this is easily a succession if they flesh this story out some and they right. give it time Absolutely. to cook a little bit but it, there were some issues with it that i just couldn't get past when i looked at the the entirety of the whole thing so i had to go down to a lost so look still really uh, good let me say you people that like doing caving you are nutcases. That was frightening as hell. Yeah. That was the scariest thing in this. Yeah, it was. Like I said, I, I, I don't know how people do that either because I'm claustrophobic and yeah, I just don't get it. All right, before we sign off on this week's episodes, uh, we would like to leave some things that we are looking forward to. What are some things you're looking forward to, Ryan? 
So uh, one of the only highlights of the Madam Web experience, I saw the <laughs> extended uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, Frozen I saw that Empire one too. Trailer. Yeah, and uh, it looks good. It looks, yeah. it looks. I, I March twenty second. I probably will go see it. I, you know, it's bringing back all the old people with the mix of Paul Rudd. I mean, Carrie Coon, and they've added Pat Oswald. It looks fun. Uh, I'll probably will go check that out. March twenty second. Uh, Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire. What did you think? You, you said you saw it. Yeah, I thought was I was the same way. I know a lot of people did not like the first one. Uh, it's I don't know why. I, I don't either. It. I enjoyed it a lot. I guess because it's just too much, like too much barring too much of the story from the first one. I think that's one of the issues that some people have with it. I don't have those issues. I thought it was fun. I thought it was yeah. entertaining. I enjoyed I mean, it. It wasn't. It wasn't Force Awakens. Come on. Man. No, it was not. So, like I said, I enjoyed it. And this one looks like it's going to be fun. It looks like it's going to be good. They're bringing back yeah. what's his name, the the EPA guy from the first one. He's yes. <laughs> he's back in this. So, uh, Mister Mister Dickless himself. That's right. I forgot that that was one of the lines that they went with. So, yeah. like I said, it looks good to me. I'm with you. I I, I, yeah. I will probably go see. I, I may. Check Checking it out in theaters, I may not. Just all depends, but it looks good to me. So. When, when I saw that guy, I was like, "Oh man, I love that he's now the mayor of the city." Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah, it looks fantastic. I didn't see Sigourney Weaver though. Did you? Did no, I didn't. See, they got any okay. pots back in it though. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, what else you got? Well, one last thing. Uh, March the first on Netflix, the new Adam Sandler uh, serious movie. It's actually a sci-fi movie about him in space. It's called Spaceman, okay. where he's an astronaut and he's talking to an AI played by Paul Dano, and he's trying to get back to his wife Carrie Mulligan. And it looks like it's going to be a thriller. Okay. Uh, so Adam Sandler, and when he's in thrillers, it's usually pretty good. So sure. I'm looking forward to. It. Uh, a couple of things I've got uh, starting next week on Wednesday, which actually is my birthday. Uh, the Avatar uh, live action on Netflix is coming out. Look, I'm, I've never seen the, the animated show. Uh, this looks pretty good to me. I know a lot of people who are fans of the animated show thinks, don't think don't share that same optimism. It looks good to me. I plan on checking it out. Uh, I, I do want to see that when and it comes happy up. early birthday to you. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. So, uh, But yeah, it's like I said, it'll be coming out on Wednesday of next week. I, I, I'm looking forward to it I'll, i want to see it uh it looks like it's gonna be fun to me uh some other stuff we saw a bunch of trailers during the super bowl uh most notably wolverine uh deadpool and wolverine that yeah. looks fantastic and we talked about that on our we talked about all these on our uh patreon tra- uh patreon episode this week so if you want to check it out just go support us over there but uh deadpool wolverine looks fantastic uh wicked looks like it's gonna be pretty good yeah yeah i will say this the trailer doesn't mention this in the trailer at all it's a musical and it is going to be a part one so they're not advertising yeah. that so just be be aware if you do go see end up seeing wicked in theaters know it's a musical and know that it is a part one it's going to leave on somewhat on a cliffhanger so just just be prepared for that when you go see it. Um, and the other one, Twisters, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun as well. So that, yeah, it does. That one it looks does. like it's going to be uh, absolutely fun to watch. Uh, did you get just real quick? I didn't meant to bring this up in Madam Web, but since we're talking about trailers and recommendations and things we're looking forward to, did you get like a couple of horror movie trailers? <laughs> a lot of horror. Movies. I was like, what? horror is doing well. Yeah. Horror is. I was, one of them was with Sydney Sweeney. That looks scary as hell. 
Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't get that one. Though. I got one about imaginary friends or something like that. I got that one too. That yeah. That one looked terrifying. Uh, I was like, okay, no, I won't be going to see this. Like, because there's two imaginary friend movies coming out. One by Ryan Nelson, yes. which is a kid movie, yes. and then there's this like yeah. incredibly terrifying looking one. Right. Uh, uh, about there, there was an, there was another horror movie. I'm trying to remember. I, I, I saw. I had another one too. I don't it know. was from M Night Shyamalan. Oh, was it? I didn't see that one. That one did not make it. My. It's like Dakota Fanning. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that one. Uh, there were there were like four. Horror is obviously doing well. Yeah, I had two. Like I said, there was that one. I don't remember what the name of the other one was, but the imaginary friend just looked absolutely terrifying. So if you like horror, yeah. go check out. I don't yeah, even remember man. what the name of it you was. You got some options coming up, buddy. <laughs> if you like horror, yeah. So you'll be stocked there. I'm not a fan of horror. So yeah. uh, anyway. All right. Anything else you want to share before we uh, sign mention off? what we're covering next week? Oh yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, uh, guys, we are prepping for Dune. Dune Part Dune. Two comes out on March first. We will be going to the theater, check it out, and we'll be we'll be uh, stepping back into the podcast to let you know our thoughts on it. It looks like it's the earlier reviews that have come out about it. They're, they're talking about it being just one of the best movies of all time. And Anya Taylor Joy is in it, and no one had mentioned that. Yeah, that that was one of the things that there were some rumors that she might be in it. I really interested to see what part she's playing because everything has been announced up until this point like who all the female leads and all this type of stuff are so I'll be really interested to see what part she's actually well, playing so the thing I read was like she's a huge part her part is a huge part in the Dune universe which makes you think this is the beginning to something more yeah it makes me wonder if they're going just beyond the finishing of the book in this yeah. uh, it, it does make me wonder that so anyway so uh but dune is getting ready to come out march 1st we will be checking it out we'll be talking about it here on the podcast so you can come back and check us out if you if you're going to go see dune come back and check us out then but before then since we have some time and we got some room to cover things we are getting we are prepping for dune next week we will be checking out yeah. dune 1984 the original one that came out uh, about 40 years ago actually at 40 right at 40 years 40 ago. years yeah yeah uh and we'll also be reviewing dune part one the one that came out in 2021 is that when that came out yeah 2021 I so that's right yeah. so we'll be checking out both of those uh they will both be interesting discussions for very very different reasons uh yes, ryan yes. has never seen dune 1984 no. I have cannot wait. Am, uh, just be prepared. I'll be end up talking about my mom a lot. It was one of her favorite films of all time. So, uh, and I'm going to guess which character was the reason his mom watched. Well, there's going to be a lot of things. There, there's a lot of things I can tell you about that film that why her why it was one of her favorite films of all time. But we'll get into that next week when we actually that's, talk. About that's it. a tease, people. So, all right. So uh, anyway, uh, like I said, check those out. They are both on Max. You can watch Dune, and that's I recommended last week. If you watch Dune 1984, don't watch it twice before you listen to our podcast yeah. because my gosh it feels like over the second time you watch and it and dune so. part one is is on netflix and max for uh, some reason. oh yeah yeah hbo pushed a lot of their movies and shows to max as well for yeah. to netflix for some reason i don't know why they did that so you can catch it on both of those platforms so whichever one you prefer so all right anything else you want to add before we sign off yeah appreciate everyone joining us and we will talk to you next time I will echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.